Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. We are so thrilled to be uh, back here today and uh, just uh, desiring to experience God's presence uh, as uh, we share together. So, um, anyway, just a couple things just want to uh, just point out to you. This has been, uh, you prob- for those of you that uh, uh, have been sleeping for the last uh, three or four months and just now woke up, this has kind of been a tumultuous time uh, during this election period. And so much hatred and vitriol and, uh, oh, good gracious, and division uh, that has been so present uh, in our country. And, um, and so a lot of people are, you know, kind of trying to figure out what do we need to do uh, now in the aftermath of this uh, election. And um, what we're looking at today uh, in the book of James is we're talking about real faith for rough times, real, uh, uh, real genuine faith uh, for difficult times or uncertain times. And uh, well, it, today, as we are looking at it, it's saying, look to God's word, look to God's word. And uh, in order for us to know how to live by faith. And there's this couple of passages I just want to to share with you just as an encouragement and as a reminder in order us to be uh, living out real faith in these days in a very practical way. Uh, it's just looking to God's word back in the book of Daniel. Uh, as Daniel. As Daniel was seeking God on behalf of the, the king's dream, uh, here's what Daniel had to say in Daniel chapter 2. He says, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and disposes them. So ultimately, uh, no matter what uh, your political leaning is, God is in control. Uh, I heard, um, I think Michelle sent me this, is that uh, Ann Graham Lotz uh, was uh, sharing this uh, maybe a week or two ago, and, and there's a lot of people looking at, you know, what's going on in the world, and it says, when things look like they're falling apart, they're really falling in place. Because God is sovereign. Uh, he is in control. Uh, and it's the prayer that Jesus encourages to pray, is thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. And we can be sure that His will be done. There's a couple of things that, uh, uh, that God wants, I think, from all of us specifically in these days as followers of His. And he, Jesus, in His prayer for all believers in John 17, um, just encourages us in these days. He said, uh, my prayer is for all of them, that they may be one. He's talking about followers of His. And He says, I have given them the glory that You gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I and them and You and me, may they be brought to complete unity. 
Why? Not uniformity, complete unity to let the world know that you sent me. Uh, the world needs to know that Jesus Christ is the answer uh, and to, um, uh, to place their faith in him. So the God's word is just filled with how do we live out real faith, not world faith, real faith in difficult days, in, in rough days, in uncertain days. Uh, and uh, Steve shared with me a passage that they were looking at uh, this morning in their group uh, that they ran across, which is extremely good. Titus, write this down. Uh, it's really easy to get caught up in all the yak yak that's going on. Oh, that's going on, especially after this political stuff. But here, listen to this word out of Titus chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Write it down. Memorize it. Remind the people, verse 1, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, and be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility toward all men. Boy, that's a powerful, wise word for us as followers of Christ. Don't get caught up in the current of, of our culture and the yak-yak of our culture, but let Jesus shine through. But the only way it's going to be shining through is if we're living as doers of the word that we're going to be looking at this morning. Does that make sense? What, what, what y'all think, Zoom folks? Um, God's word is good, it's priceless, and it's timeless. Um, so let's pray uh, for one another, and let's pray that Jesus would shine through our behaviors, through our attitudes, through our mouths uh, as we live in these turbulent days. All right, so there's some good stuff going on. Just want to share uh, with you guys as far as opportunities uh, for us. Um, we uh, There's a, an email that went out. Uh, some of you Facebook people may not have gotten this, but uh, we are partnered with uh, Crabapple Middle School. Uh, Pastor Aaron's got a good connection over there. And there's an opportunity for us to love on those teachers. This has been a very difficult uh, year for teachers. Uh, and, you know, last year, and it's just continuing on. And so there's a way for us to come and encourage them and love on them and let them see the love and, and the uh, life of Jesus Christ. For those that are here, uh, you've got your little bulletin, grab one. Zoom people, uh -huh, there it is. Facebook people, there it is. Um, sorry, you can't really read that, but um, it's uh, just uh, get on that, jump on that, and 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 share the love right there. Uh, also, uh, we have an opportunity to provide you uh, some supplies uh, to our home stretch partners and family. And uh, so I see out on the tables out there some stuff already happening. Uh, remind me, David, uh, after so I've got some stuff in the back of my girl truck. Mm -hmm, we need to get out and, and put in there. All right, so um, just opportunities to have practical demonstrations of God's uh, love in these days. All right, is that good? All right, any other announcements that I've just kind of missed, missed out on that I need to talk about? All right, last thing I'm going to say is this. Now, uh, at Crosspoint, uh, for 30 years, we, without missing a beat, we have been blessed in the first week or so of December through our Christmas banquet. 
It's been a lot of fun, but we kind of wrap it with a bow by having Red's Little Schoolhouse cater the meal for us. Well, this year, we don't see any way for us to be able to do that. Uh, in order for us to, to, to be able to, we couldn't even get, you know, our folks in here. And that's an outreach demonstration of what Christmas is all about. So um, we're praying about and looking at different ways that God would have us to demonstrate the spirit of Christmas uh, if we're not going to be having the banquet, you know, uh, or, you know, uh, these gatherings to where it just crams people in. So I want you to pray uh, with us as far as ways that we can join with God in this unique season uh, uh, of life to be able to, to be his church. Um, and you'll remember me saying at the very beginning that, you know, that um, God is, redeems what he allows and he's using this pandemic uh, to be able to, to allow his church uh, to develop the true spirit of Christ, some spiritual backbone, but real mercy and grace. And so this is another opportunity for us to just uh, rely on him, hear from him. But it's not going to happen without prayer. It's not going to happen without us praying and seeking his guidance in that. Um, you know, I, 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 I remember some great theologian, I can't remember who his name's maybe uh, C.J. Uh, uh, Chester, um, that said, you know, the, the devil's not, he's not scared at all of, you know, a bunch of Bible reading and all, you know, a bunch of quoting the Bible and, you know, a bunch of conversations about the Bible, but he's scared and terrified of prayer because it happens in that point, prayer. So let's be praying about uh, how God would have us join him in this time. So there we go. All right. Now, if you would uh, take your Bibles and open them up to James, James chapter one, we're going to continue. How many weeks have we been in, in, in this series, uh, Real Faith for Rough Times, and we're still in chapter one. And we're not even going to get through with chapter one today. Gordon, y'all been done with chapter one for a couple of weeks. And so he's going to come and try to coach me up a little bit on how to move a little faster. But, you know, y'all pray for Gordon. He's, he can have some impact on me. But, uh, man, this is just so rich because, folks, right now, I just want to ask us all to be in that spirit of prayer to say, Lord, I, I don't want to just be doing Zoom or doing Facebook or doing church. I, I want to experience you. We need the, we need him. Uh, uh, and without him, we can do nothing. Uh, we can exist, but not experience true life, abundant life, uh, real life. And so this is just so power packed as far as what it really looks like, what it really means in order for us to be followers of Jesus Christ, living um, with real faith, not worldly faith. Um, not uh, fake faith, uh, not religious faith, but real faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we're looking at James chapter one. The verses that we're going to look at are verses 22 to 25. And so I'm going to ask if you would just to read along with me as I read through these verses. James says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says 
is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgetting what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Powerful, powerful words in God's word. Uh, not long after my mom died, my wife, Felicia, was just going through some, you know, some of the books and Bibles and stuff. And my mama had a bunch of different Bibles, but there was one, or maybe it was Rachel. It was Rachel that was uh, going through uh, one of mom's Bibles. And there was only one verse in that whole Bible that was underlined. And that was this verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you that you are here and we come to worship you. We come before your word, your mirror, uh, and ask that today, that for each of us, no matter where we are, at home on Facebook, at home on Zoom, uh, out in nature or here in person, God, we ask that you, uh, Lord, would just uh, enable each of us to just stand before your holy mirror, your word. And that, Lord, that we would commit even now to be doers of your word as you speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask uh, that it would be apparent as we... Um, Lord, call out to you as we pray, as we open up to you, to be parent, apparent to you what that looks like in each of our lives. Right now, right here, to be a doer of your word. And may you be glorified through it. May we be encouraged and strengthened as we do, experiencing all the freedom that you bring. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, for uh, our Zoom folks, maybe our Facebook folks, uh, Stephanie's got a picture I, that uh, I saw I, uh, maybe a, a year or so ago on Facebook, and I saved it. And um, it's I think it's pretty appropriate, and it was found in a schoolroom, and I loved it. I don't know who the teacher was, but uh, it kind of speaks to what we're, we're talking about today. You see what that says? At the top of the bulletin board, it says, meet the person responsible for your... And then it says choices, grades, success, words, actions. And then you see what it has there? A mirror in each one of those. You know, ah, that's good. It's like, hey, life is filled with choices. And we have, we, we can't control the circumstances, but we can control our choices. And I think that's a pretty good demonstration of, of what we see as we look to this particular passage today in verses 22 through 25. Now, I, got, I need to give you a quick report that uh, uh, came back last night from Grady. It was a good, good, good week. Daddy continues to get better. Thank you for your prayers. Um, and um, we got some work done on the farm. That's always a good deal. And I'm always talking about the farm. I'm always talking about, you know, the redneck stuff and Grady and all that. But um, the fact is, is that my dad was pretty a high-class redneck because he was not just a farm boy. He was a hairstylist, not a barber, 
My daddy was a hair stylist. And uh, he was at the head of this family hair center at uh, Montgomery Country Club. And he would, he, his hours were Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6. And he'd get all his farm work done early. Uh, but uh, he, 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 you know, cut the hair of the mayor, uh, the, the, the lieutenant governor of Alabama and all these big bank, you know, presidents and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, it wasn't just your basic haircut. It was like styling you know, and that kind of stuff. And uh, I remember in the 70s, you know, you'd have, you'd put the hair nets on, he'd blow dry them and, you know, do the little fluffy stuff. So I did what I did, and, and he had uh, a masseuse, a manicures, you know, in there. It was, we were big time, you know. But um, so <clears throat> because of that influence, it's not because I'm a girly guy, but it's because of that influence that I grew up blow drying my hair. And my hair was, and you know, in the 70s, it's like you didn't see ears. You just didn't see ears because your hair was that. And I, I, I could fluff it up and then I'd put a net. And then when our, our headmaster <clears throat> said we couldn't have long hair anymore, I learned how to tuck it behind my ear and I would bring this down and I'd blow dry it like that. I'd put a net on it and blow dry it. I mean, my hair was important. You know, it was, it's kind of a big thing. And uh, Aaron, you can't laugh at me because I know uh, you were there. You were there one time. And so, um, you know, daddy, uh, daddy would, um, you know, would, would cut my hair. Nobody ever cut my hair and, except for daddy. Even when I lived out in Texas, I, I would always come back home and, you know, let daddy. But when daddy would cut your hair, after he would get through, he would give you a mirror. Now, there was a mirror behind you, but he would give you a mirror and say, what do you think? And so you could, you could look at it. You could check it all out. Not just the front, you know, we're used to looking, but I mean, you could see all angles. And that was a good thing. Well, I remember the first time that he gave me that mirror and I saw a ball spot. And I freaked out. I was going like, oh my goodness, because hair is important. And uh, I saw that ball spot and I didn't know, I didn't know that I had a ball spot. Well, it's because most of the time what I do is I'm looking at this. Sometimes I think we're just not used to seeing what's on the blind side. Now, I think that's a, this, this particular passage is talking about the function of God's word kind of as a mirror and, and how uh, God's word works in our life. And he not only wants us to see it from here, but he wants us to see the blind side as well. And that's what God's word enables us to do. But here's an important, here's an important lesson on this. In order for us to see, you know, now we can deceive ourselves. That's what this is saying. We can get up there and deceive ourselves. But in order for us to truly see fully all sides, it, we need community. We need community. Because remember, isolation breeds delusion. And that means that we have to have other people in our life that are willing to be grace-filled and courageous to be able to help us see through God's living word all sides of our life. So what I want us to do right now is just take a, a look here at this passage, at the functions of God's mirror in our life, God's word in our life, and how it's so practical, but how essential it is for us to have real faith. I mean, it, it, it's only as 
we do what this is talking about, that we demonstrate real faith. And, and we can actually evaluate our faith by our response to what we're seeing right here. So let's look at three functions of God's mirror. You ready for this? You want to write them down? You can. Number one, God, God's word, the number one thing it does is reveal. You know, and that's what, the, and that's, you know, we know that's a basic function of the mirror. Usually first thing, one of the first things you do when you get up in the morning, you get up there and go check it out. You look, you, you, as one friend of mine says, you assess the damage. You know, you, you, you get on there and you, and you check it out. And it would be absolutely stupid for you, which none of you do this because I'm looking at you right now. None of you do this. You don't just walk away after seeing the damage from the night before without addressing it. And the first thing that God's word does is reveal truth. Jesus says in, in John 8, 31 and 32, he says, if you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, he said, you'll really be my disciples. And he says, and you will know the truth. The truth will be revealed to you. Mirrors never lie. It's, you know, what you see is what you get. And God's word is the mirror of our life. And it gives to us the truth about everything. You know, you can say, well, what's the truth about the condition of America? We can look to God's word. We, we, we can look to God's word and, and, and see truth about what's really going on in America. Uh, it's, it's in God's word that we know the truth about God. We know the truth about Jesus. We know the truth about uh, our purpose. We know the truth about people. We know the truth about problems in our life. You know the truth about you. Uh, but just let's just think about that for a minute, the truth about God. Uh, Dad and I were driving uh, around, and I don't remember where, but he he asked me, he said, uh, th this weekend, he said, I think we were talking about one of his friends that had just died. He was um, on, on his uh, lawnmower. And there's a group of guys down there. They're all 88. And uh, they, we got to talking to one fellow, and they were just talking about the condition of all these guys. You know, some of them are not too good shape, and some of them are, you know, uh, better than others. But one of them, one, this one guy this past week, he was on his um, riding lawnmower, zero turn. Uh, you uh, guys that are big into cutting grass. Uh, and he got it stuck. And he went and got his tractor. He got it out. And then he got back on it. And he just had a heart attack. And they found him right there on his, um, uh, his name is uh, Claude Collier. Uh, and, he, and he died. So Daddy and I were driving down the road. And he says, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of spiritual time. But he said, do you think that, when someone dies, uh, I mean, you go straight to heaven. Uh, and I said, well, I believe that absolutely. That's God's word. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I said, but think about this, Daddy. I said, you know, so here he's struggling with this. I mean, Daddy's thinking about this because he knows that you know, his years here on earth are coming to an end. And so this whole deal with heaven and hell and the here, you know, the hereafter is real. It's in his face. I said, but daddy, think about this. I said, think about our perfect father. God is a perfect father. And he is love. He's the very definition of love. I said, think about your life of the last three and a half months. I said, 
this has been an ordeal. I mean, it's been very scary. I mean, you were in a bad place. You broke your hip. You, I mean, you had COVID, all this stuff, and you were, you, you, you were a little bit afraid. You, it was uncertain. We didn't know, you know, three, two, two months ago. We didn't, we didn't know which direction this thing was going. But we, and we never truly do. But I said, what was most important to you throughout that whole ordeal? He said, what? I said, I said, I'll tell you what was most important to you because you kept saying it. Family. You wanted us to be there. You did not want us, you know, to be a time when we were not around. I said, and that's in our imperfect world. Think about our perfect father. He's not going to leave you out there in some la-la land, you know, you know, after you leave this earth. You know, it's like to, to wonder or to be uncertain. He is a perfect father. Now, where do we find these truths at? It's in God's word. It's not speculation. It's here in God's word. It reveals the truth about God, about uh, uh, Jesus and his love, about you. And, and uh, he says for us just to absolutely come and let him reveal our condition. So my request of each of you this morning is simply this, is say, make that your prayer. Jesus, Father God, would you reveal your truth to me today through your word? You know, that's uh, what the psalmist said in Psalm 139, 23. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Would you, would you make that prayer, your prayer today? Is just say, you know, reveal the truth. Reveal the truth about me. Now, sometimes we're a little scared, you know, to, to get up there, but, but we can be encouraged because of the uh, second thing that God's Word does as we look at this. And, and that is, not only does God's Word reveal, but it corrects. It corrects. Now, unlike um, uh, this physical mirror, the physical mirror can't tell you how to fix anything. It can just tell you what it is. This is, what, this is what's going on in your life. This is the truth about you right now. Uh, but it can't tell you how to fix it, but God's Word does. Uh, and that's what John 8, 32 says. You know, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? The truth will make you free. The truth is going to fix it. If you believe and place your real faith in God's living word, um, you know, it's uh, it, that's the encouraging thing as we come. Sometimes we are reluctant to come to God's word because we don't feel like we're measuring up. But, you know, he's always going to be honest and he's always going to be truthful about our condition, you know, as we assess the damage. And that's what Second Timothy verse three I mean, chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness. All Scripture. So it's just saying right there, we get in God's Word. You know, how much time are we out there talking to others and get their input in their opinion? How much time are we looking at media or in social media? Uh, but right now, I said, spend that time in God's Word because it will reveal, but it will also correct. It's going to show you 
well, here's what's going on, but here's the way to get on the right track. Here's where you got off track. Here's how you get back on track. That's the amazing thing about God's word. And so it's just coming to a place in our life to where real faith says, all right, God, I'm going to stand before your mirror. You're going to reveal the good stuff. You're going to reveal the sin. You're going to reveal the bad stuff. But you're also going to correct what's going on in my life by showing me the right path, by showing me how to live my life, how to think, how to respond. So, yay God for His wonderful Word. And it's all found right there. It's not, it's not that difficult. We can overcomplicate in our crazy world out here. But God said, I have provided for you your, these wonderful words of life. We used to sing about that. Beautiful words. Wonderful words. Wonderful words of life. Right there. And uh, so, it's just a matter of spending time in God's Word, especially during difficult times. Amp up your time in God's Word when there's confusion, whenever there's uncertainty. I mean, if you're used to reading a psalm a day, read two, three, four, five. You know, there's a, there's a plan on how to read five psalms a day. My plan is you just add whatever uh, add whatever numbers in the days of that month. Oh, there's 30 days in November, so you on the first you read one, then you add 30 to it, then you read 31, then you add 30 to it, and then there's 61. But if it's got 31 days in it, you add well, you go there. If you just want to go simple, you can add whatever you want to, but um, there's a way to do that, to read that in the gospel, you know, constantly. Why? Because God's word, he's given us this life-giving word to, to, to reveal the truth and then to show us and correct us on how to live our life. Now, uh, I think that it's important that we, as I was sharing early in, in our time together, for us, especially in these days, to for God to show us what's going on in our life and to show us how to make corrections and adjustments so that we're beautiful, you know, and and uh, and we're demonstrating the love and, and the life of Jesus Christ to the world out there, especially in our speech, uh, as we respond even to the election, you know, and, and what's going on. You know, we can conform to the world or we can allow God's word to speak truth to us. Now, third thing. See, this, this isn't just real complicated, is it? God's word, as he, as he comes here, he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately forgetting what he looks like. Okay. We, we just don't do that. We just physically, we don't do that. And God is saying, that's the same thing when we come here. It makes absolutely no sense to take time to go to look in the mirror and then to walk away without making the adjustments. Same thing as we come here. Number three, and here's a good thing about it. Reveals, corrects, Number three, transforms. It transformed. See, the Old Testament law didn't have the power to bring about change. But as we look to the living word of God, it gives us the power to change. That's the reason the, the law, the old word, brought death because it didn't have the power to bring it. But God, through his mirror, through his word, it empowers us 
to make the changes. So you, can, you can't say, I could never do that. You can't, can't say that as a, 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 a person that has real faith. Because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so it transforms. Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. And so God's word gives us the power. In the beginning was the word. And, and the word was God. Word was with God. And the word became flesh. Jesus, the living word of God, living today, our living Savior, empowers us to bring about that transformation. Write this verse down, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 18. Because it's, Paul says, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, because we continue to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transformed into His life. So in these days, when there's so many outlets of information, God is calling us as a people of real faith to continue to go to His Word. Go to His Word. Not, now, and we can read books, we can read devotions and all that kind of stuff, but don't stop short of going to His Word. You know, we don't need to hear just what other people have to say about His Word. Go to His living Word. Why? Because it's in His Word that He will speak to you and he will reveal an attitude to say that that attitude stinks you know uh, that attitude is just not right and here's the right attitude and now i'm going to empower you through the presence of my spirit within you to bring that attitude that new living faith-filled attitude out in your life you know that that behavior is wrong Here's the right behavior. You know, just like we read in Titus, you know, while there are people out there slandering and yakking, he said, don't do that. He said, be ready to do good. While people are out there ready to do bad, you're going, well, but it's just, uh, well, don't feed the flesh. Don't feed the flesh. Let God's word speak to you. Uh, get in his word. This morning, I had the opportunity um, to... Uh, feed Micah because Sarah and Evan were up the stairs and they were doing some Sunday school. And so uh, Sarah said, Micah needs to eat it at 10. I said, well, I'll be done with my stuff. I can feed Micah at 10. And so I had the bottle. And so y'all have all done this. You've seen this, but I was just sitting there and, and it, she was just, she was great, calm. She'd been calm all morning. I think, did y'all give her Benadryl today or something? Uh, we never did that, you know, not, uh, no, okay. Uh, it's good to get old, you can't remember, so we never did. Okay, so uh, anyway, but I mean, as soon as I, I stuck that bottle in her mouth, I mean, she was getting it on. I mean, she was locked on, and she was making those slurping sounds, and she was just eating it off, and um and then once she was done, she's like, you know, uh, and you know what? Uh, that's just a beautiful picture of what God wants me and you to be like. And if we will, if we'll only do that, if we'll only take it, we'll be like, oh, yeah, 
I don't care what the circumstances are. They're not going to control me. God is good and he redeems what he allows. And I can live by faith each and every day in a way that will demonstrate as Jesus prayed, that will demonstrate as we come together, as we unite together, as we live together in community. Sometimes holding up the mirror in the ball spots. You know, I, I, I you know, it just wasn't fun the first time that was pointed out to me. Um, and um, nowadays, my daddy still tried to make fun of me about it. You know, Ooh, you know, when you ain't bother me, I done got over that part of my life. Um, but it, you know, sometimes it stings. Uh, but it's only you know, in love uh, that God reveals, He corrects, but He transforms us in a way to bring Him honor and glory. And so that's what He says in verse. 25, he said, but the man, woman, boy, girl, who looks intently into the perfect law, the, the, the law that empowers you, the word that empowers you, that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. You want a blessing today? Respond to what the Holy Spirit reveals to you through His Word. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank You so much for the opportunity that we have to come and sit um, before You. Jesus, as Mary sat at Your feet, we sit at Your feet today. Lord, we desperately need to see our lives, our community, and our world through Your mirror. And we need to, Lord, to truly hear and respond to your life-giving word that not only reveals, but it corrects us, but then empowers us to do that which brings you glory. So our prayer today is, Lord, that your kingdom would come, Lord Jesus, and your will be done right here on earth, right here in this room, right here on Zoom, Facebook, and right here in my life. Your will be done on earth in me as it is in heaven. Father God, we just pray that through our response that we would demonstrate real faith. As we just continue in a spirit of prayer, it may be that through his word uh, today that he's just reminded you that uh, of just a, a step or an action that he's calling you to make or maybe to confess that you've just been caught up in the rhetoric of the world and rather than having the wonderful words of life of Jesus and demonstrating confidence in him. Maybe it's worry. Maybe it's fear. Maybe God has just spoken to you today and just said, you know what? I love you. And I, I want you to trust my son as your personal savior. Stop trusting yourself. Stop trying to justify yourself. Come and confess that you need a savior. That you want the assurance that my dad wanted 
to know to be absent from the body is to be in your presence. And it's only through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Maybe today is to trust him as your personal Lord and Savior and then to be a doer of his living word. Father, we just uh, pray for your healing. We pray for your freedom. And we pray that, Lord, you would continue to do in us that which brings you glory. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.